from the WMAY Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport Studios. It's Ray Lytle. Here we go. Now it's time for a official council roundup. Must be the lake had a turtle. I'm a big turtle person, so that's why. What a meeting last night. How many hours is that meeting, Greg? Four hours and 57 oh minutes. God. So nearly five hours. Wow. That means they didn't get out of there until close to 1030 oh, last sh- night. If they started they're all in time. good moods today. Uh, I listened to it all. Amazingly. Wow. Uh, I, I put it on double time on my phone after I got up at 315 this morning and brewed coffee and listened to it all the way through. So some good stuff. Uh, we're going to focus on two main things. All right. Uh Cannabis sales, taxes, that'll be at the tail end. But, of course, dominating was zoning last night. Yeah. And uh, the Helping Hands facility uh, was, of course, top of mind for all that. So we got a lot to get to, Ray. Let's go ahead and jump right into it, where we start with Mayor Jim Langfelder discussing, uh, I guess, an opening statement of sorts about uh, the entire issue. Housing issues, especially those helping our homeless, they can be controversial as is the case with the much-needed Center for Health and Housing. Unfortunately, with such an emotional issue like this, we lose sight of two key components in any project for this community, collaboration and cooperation. And it continues. Discounting the opponents is not in my backyard argument. Discounts what the main concern is, our children and the schools within the two blocks of the center. All of us would object to the center if it was within two blocks of any school in any of our boards, you cannot deny that. He also, we cannot deny either that our community needs healing. He also talks about moving forward. And so here you have these two diverging forces, and that's the unfortunate part of this. We have, we want, everyone wants to help the homeless, and then the other diverging force is our history. And so that's what we're here to do is figure out how do we make them work together because in the end whatever happens tonight we all need to be accepting of the outcome Mm. uh so again a lot of people signed up to speak last night we're not going to hear from all of them we're going to hear from some of them uh and then we'll also uh get to a lot of back and forth that alderman had so first up let's hear from erica smith Thank you. My name is Erica Smith, Hi, and I'm Erica. the executive director of Helping Hands of Springfield. She kind of lays out some of the uh, parameters here. Uh, as proposed, the majority of the building would be dedicated to a health care clinic, offices, and meeting space. It represents a possible expansion of the medical district to the east side. More about the Meeting proposal. space of the homeless the having building, meetings? Yeah. The building we are requesting to use for this purpose is an ideal facility to offer the community services in a manner that is safe for everyone who will use it. And we are aware that there are concerns about safety and loitering. We respect those concerns and we're prepared to prevent and to address them. Now we then hear from some proponents and opponents and then Teresa Haley with the NAACP gets up to speak. I just wonder why do the the homeless need a conference room? Just as anybody else who needs a conference room to conduct conferences. Here's Haley. But this is another form of discrimination. And yes, I'm calling the race card because that is what it is. That's what it's all about. The red line district. 11th Street is called Reconciliation Way. What are we reconciling? 
What are we doing to help the people on the east side of Springfield? We have always been discriminated against. We have always gotten the leftovers that you don't want in your neighborhoods, in your wards. She's very passionate about this. Race and the distribution of social and physical environment are at risk. And if you put this shelter on the east side, you're putting all of us at risk. So you're hearing some of the um, far side of opposition and some of the mm-hmm. far side of uh, the support for this. Alder, uh, former alderwoman Gail Simpson addressed the oh, council. Oh, Gail was there. People who are in favor of this location don't live in the area, wouldn't live in the area, and except for driving down 11th Street, would not even come into the area. You go, Gail. Unfortunately, that includes some of our elected officials. This is Alderman Gail Simpson, and you're listening Mm. to the Council Roundup. All right. Mm. She um, has a final statement. It is time for the residents of Ward 2 to have the opportunity to decide their own faith as afforded residents in other wards. If I belong to the church of Gail Simpson, and I've got people on the street with buckets. Is that what kind of faith she's talking about? I think so. Uh, we continue now with uh, somebody else, Larry D. Acero. I right. think that's who this is. Hi, Larry. Uh, the clerk was just naming names, and people would show up or they wouldn't show up. Uh, right. So this is one of the last names he read, and somebody spoke. So I'm assuming that this is Larry D. Acero. And so what happens is, is when an opportunity like this comes up, it gets the backlash of decades and years of misuse, misleadership, and misappropriation of resources. And he at first, you know, the passion he had. Kind Kind of sounded as if he was opposing this, but this final statement here sounds like he's supporting it. He's a it. great speaker. Yeah. I like this guy's voice. He, he revved up. The crescendo was real in mm-hmm. his uh, five-minute talk. When in Springfield will we get past all of our challenges personally and privately and begin to operate as a city would hope? And right now, I'm, not, I'm asking you as a body of politics not to vote for this along color lines. Not to vote for this alone ward lines. Not to vote alone this delegation, but to vote unanimously for change and for making a difference. It may be on the back of the the homeless, but I want to let you know it's going to end up on the back of every one of us. It's time for us to move forward. And I believe that if we do not vote this forward, that this is going to have cataclysmic problems where we're going to have difficulty getting her or any other entity to be willing to work with us. It's time for change. So hmm. uh, it sounds like he's supporting it, right? I'm not sure what he was. I know he was impassioned. I have no idea what he was. I think he was saying if we don't support this, it's going to be hard to get anything similar to it oh, to, yeah, to yeah. come forward. Well, yeah. Um, we've heard from Alice Rainey before, right? Oh, uh, she yeah. gets up there and talks all the time. Well, uh, she kind of rubbed all the women to sense of the wrong way. I've lived there. I have seen bullets go through my house because of homeless people. Oh. I have seen a lot of people. Homeless people? Yes. Homeless people have guns? You need to go out and I've live in the east side. Too, Alice. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. For your time Thank because you. you haven't learned Thank you. Neither of you. Neither of you. Again, a reminder if we could uh, not engage in personal accusations, we'd appreciate it. Or general categorization. Don't act like you know where I come from, Alice, because you don't. So you can tell, I mean, this is two two hours, two and a half hours into it, right? You can tell how the emotions were definitely uh, starting to boil over a bit. And then later on, we hear from a individual who's homeless and his story just tore me apart. 
I'm a homeless person. Could you state your name, please? Ahmad Verdell, and I'm a client at Helping Hands. He said he has five children. He moved here uh, to be closer to his uh, parent, and his parent died. And then on his son's birthday, his wife died, and he's been homeless, and his kids are in foster care. It's just his story was so heart-wrenching, and he talked about how uh, he feels homeless people are treated uh, in a global sense. We're already viewed as untouchables by most of society. We don't need disseminating lies, being accusatory, and creating an atmosphere of hatred towards us. We don't need that kind of help. What we need is the city to become offensive when it comes to dealing with the issue of homelessness in Springfield. Take examples from similar cities. Perhaps set the benchmark as they have. He continues. So two houses down, knock on that door and tell them, stop selling drugs in my neighborhood. Then they need to walk across the street to the house that has constant vehicle traffic and tell them, stop selling drugs in the community. So, um... We then get to a point where Alderman Sean Gregory requests a 30-day delay on the vote, right? It was seconded by Alderwoman Turner. Nobody moved forward with it. So uh, the the motion to delay the vote by 30 days did not happen. They ended up voting for it, and it was passed 8-2 to with only Gregory and Turner voting no. Coming back, we'll uh, hear from... Uh, various aldermen on the the vote after it happened. Hmm. All right, we'll uh, and get then back we'll, into it. And then we'll get into uh, cannabis discussions. Stay tuned to Council Roundup. And Culver's West on Wabash has. All right, five hour meeting last night, right? Five-hour meeting. Let me just say that I am extremely disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Long time. Long time to be in that council chamber. A lot of audio to get through. We did it. Here it is. They voted to approve the homeless shelter. The vote was 8-2. to After they took a five-minute break, they came back, and Alderwoman Turner started off the conversation. So when those issues of zoning come up, I always defer to to the home alderman. And she talks about that home alderman, Sean Gregory. Mayor, I think that you created a situation that put a three-week-old alderman in a terrible, terrible, terrible situation that he was not prepared to deal with it. Not because he's not intelligent enough, but because he was simply not prepared to deal with it. And I think that that was unfair to him. Hmm. You know... Uh, is it is the is okay? When did this? When did all this talk ch- start about this uh, shelter? I want to say like six to eight months. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, here, here's I'm, here's. I'm not sure she's she saying that they they scheduled the vote with an inexperienced alderman. Yes, okay. essentially. But the good news is is that um you know he will grow from it. He will learn from it, and and he'll move on, and and he will be a very good alderman because of it. Now, um, Alderwoman DeCenso also— By the uh, way, goes, I like him. I met Sean Gregory Thursday. I liked him. He seemed like a really nice guy. So uh, Turner went after the mayor. Uh, she opposed the move, right? Uh, but also Alderwoman DeCenso 
went after the mayor, she supported the move. You are the mayor of the city. And to back up this zoning issue with 50 questions that should have been asked six months ago, eight months ago, whenever this came to fruition, I think that's what Doris was trying to, Alderman Turner was trying to say. Um, I see your point. You know, we have sat down individually with helping hands or with people from the community. We've had conversations. So our, we didn't have any discussion up here because our questions were answered. We've all talked to each other. We've talked to Memorial Hospital. We've talked to all the stakeholders. So we'll get the mayor's response to that mm. uh, and also hear from Alderwoman Connolly, Alderman Hanauer, Alderman Redpath, and even Alderman Joe McMiniman. It's all coming up here with the council roundup. I'll tell you what, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, Greg has somehow condensed five hours of a meeting <laughs> down to less than one Imagine, hour. Right now we're at the four and a half hour mark. Wow. Of the- <laughs> pretty good. Uh, we'll get back to it in just a second right now. News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY depend on us. Depend on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Live from the WMAY Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport Studios, it's Ray Lido. Right, one quick correction. Yes. I'm being told that one of the speakers we featured was named Dr. Smiley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who that is, so I don't have the first name. The name didn't pop up whenever the uh, clerk was given all that, but uh, that may have been who I thought was Larry Diacero. Mm. So uh, just, again, I'm not 100% on this. We had so this. many people, I don't know. 20, I'm told 26 speakers last night. Damn. 26 speakers last night. Um, you know who I blame? Lesko. <laughs> no. You got Lesko. Stop it. You got Lesko. Uh, by the way, uh, the person I just butt dialed, I apologize. Um, don't call me back because I'm on the air. You probably know that. All right, uh, let's get back to it. Uh, this is after the vote happens. Already, you know, it's moving forward. They voted um, to approve it. Yes. The zoning. Okay. Yeah. Turner blast the mayor for bringing this together. Senzo uh, blast the mayor for. Yeah. But she supported it. Turner yeah. opposed it. Uh, but the mayor responded last night. Well, he made a legitimate move for a 30-day. 30 days delay. It wouldn't have changed And then, so we just turned around and just did one for Lucy's place. And so I would think the significance of this vote deserved the 30-day delay so we could answer these questions. So that's for more what, robot and we've done more this on a regular, regular basis. Uh, so, you know, there's just, as I'm pointing out, there's going to be a lot of work, a lot of healing to do together, and how do we move forward together? That's the whole, whole process that we'll have to do together. Not city council but everybody everybody together listen i don't know i don't live in that ward i don't live in that area but it seems to me like the people who live there should have been involved in the discussion months ago yeah i mean you heard desenso say essentially this has been a discussion for like six to eight months or yeah. something like that um but listen i mean what happened with the april election and the outcome being delayed to give yeah. gregory listen i you know what it's just how the cards were you know dealt. Would have fixed it if Tom Sh- if they would have if people would have voted for no, Tom Schaefer <laughs> if he would have been Ward Two right. Alderman. But those were the cards that have been dealt. Yeah, no, seriously. You know, I and it's one of those deals where there's concern. We'll hear some of this um, in, in some of the statements here, but concern was delaying this anymore because then you're into the winter months where this homeless population that's going to get substantial help and permanent housing. 
uh, won't be able to have that if it's further delayed by there, a month. There's some construction needed to be done. And yes, doing getting it, the, it ready. Yeah, and doing it in the winter is a lot harder than doing it now. Right, here's some more of the conversation. And we didn't do it for 30 days. 30 days? What is and so regardless, we have the same Mayor, conversation. Not at all. What it, would, what it would gave us the opportunity to do is sit down and figure out some of the concerns and well, try to address. We don't know that. if they're going to have somewhere for these people to go in the winter. I mean, this is not. This is not about is your liquor the, store going we'll to get cited or your right. gaming. We are talking about human beings, and we literally heard them called garbage tonight. Mm. I do not think our community needs to be talking about our fellow human beings in that way. And, and I don't see that 30 days would have done anything. That's all the woman. Connolly, of course, she has more to say. And what we need to do now is move forward and support the center so that they're so that they're successful. So the human beings who are being treated here, who are being helped, and who want to be part of our community, have a chance to give back. So again, this is four hours and twenty minutes into the meeting. Oh man! After they heard from twenty-six different speakers, and I got to hand it to Alderman, they didn't really. I mean, we highlighted, of course, the back and forth that Desenso yeah. had with uh, with uh, Alice Rainey. Uh, but aldermen really kind of just let them speak. Mm-hmm. And then it was after the vote where we really got a lot of the aldermen's take on what was going on here. Here's Alderman Hanauer. I could not believe how dirty this campaign was. And I've been around politics a long time. This was a dirty campaign. The robocalls were inexcusable. Mm-hmm. The billboards, inexcusable. And the reason why I all it, it would have continued for 30 more days, there wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a love fest. I can tell you that it would have been 30 days of the same, and 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 the attacks and all that. It's not fair to the homeless people. May response to that? Would you put this two blocks from Christ the King or uh, two blocks of any other school? And that's, that that's what was being said. That kind of talk. Let me go back. Over there, I have the floor now. But going back and what. We should have clarified the 30 days. And Roy Williams uh, said it the best. 30 days, he said. Church. The billboards. The church. Oh, the church. Sorry about that. The churches. 30 days, the billboards would come down. Robocalls would, shouldn't. Hopefully they've stopped. Do you think really if it was delayed 30 days that the robocalls would stop or that the uh, vitriolic no. comments would no. stop? No. no I don't the, think people so are always going to hate having that so homeless shelter there. Yeah. Uh, are they going to put a big fence around it or something or anything? Do you know of anything like that? I, or? I mean, why? What? Why? I'm just saying that people don't want the shelter. Around. There's a ton of services already in that I area. Know, I know. I'm just saying, put a big fence around it. Maybe it'll quiet some people down. Here's Alderman Redpath. This is a start to get this thing fixed, but we need everybody involved. Everybody on the city council's got to commit. I'm just saying, the time to let everyone get involved seemed to have been months ago. I I don't know. I'm very far removed from this but i'm saying that maybe if we would let the community part of the conversation this wouldn't have been happening here's alderman mcminniman i can remember certainly from knowing from african-americans said vote no against this so i didn't think it was a racial issue i saw it as a neighborhood issue and i think we got to think in, in terms in those terms more often and and now we're all kind of jumping on to false premises that's my opinion thank you Wow, Joe, I'm agreeing with you tonight. <laughs> uh, being told it will be fenced. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying that that would be, I think that would help it. if, if you And to let the community know that that's the plan. And there's going to be video monitoring, I believe, of the uh, parking lot. Helping Hands said they're going to uh, combat loitering and a, let me ask a, you, a variety ask, of other issues. I want to ask you a personal question. Sure. 
do you understand the point of the people that live in the community? Oh, no question. Yeah, right? I mean, I understand their concerns. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like I said during the talkathon, you know, is it what did it make the most sense? Because my big fear was whoever owns a building is going to get it. Yeah, it was cost. You know, Helping Hands is not going to be able to go build a brand new facility with the the resources that they have. This is the best option for them to provide immediate assistance. Springfield is known for whoever owns the building ends up getting a sweetheart deal and makes the most of the money. Sometimes taxpayers pay for it. Yeah, and and the other thing is sometimes the taxpayers... uh, have to cover, and it's uh, and and I don't think that's necessarily happening here. No. I haven't heard anything about taxpayer they've dollars. Going got, to this. They've got money and a Correct budget. Me if I'm wrong, somebody, but and they found a building that they could afford yeah. and to help it. the community with wraparound services, permanent people, housing. Dude. All these people keep telling yeah. me, "Oh, there's a building downtown, blah blah," and I'm like, "Well, who owns that building? Who is going to profit yeah. from it?" You know how huge it is to have a facility that's going to offer permanent housing for homeless people to be able to get on their feet. Because some of the big problems you hear about homeless people is. I can't tell an employer where they can call me to tell me about a job or where to send my paperwork to if I get a job because I don't have a house. I don't have a place to live. This is going to provide for that. It's going to provide for health. It's going to provide for uh, mental health issues. It's a variety of things. It is downtown, but it just so happens to be close to a school and close to some residences. Uh, so there's a lot of consternation there, but it is moving forward now. And I think the general message has been uh, to to look at how to best address everybody's concerns with this program moving forward. Uh, so there's still going to be a lot more discussion about that. I can't believe we got through four and a half hours of that debate. Um, slow clap, dramatic slow clap. Uh, but now let's move on to something else that uh, was pretty controversial. Right. Uh, and I think the steam kind of was let out a bit after four and a half hours. So they didn't get into this too much. But let's talk about cannabis. Yeah, talk about pot, man. Uh, tacking on a 3% sales tax to it and also zoning. Alderman McMiniman discussing this. These two ordinances, this one and the next one, became a vehicle for our public to express their disappointment in the General Assembly and in the the governor in extending um, uh, recreational sales and and legalizing recreational marijuana. And so we didn't really discuss your ordinance as such, as a tax proposal. And it is a tax proposal. He talks about that a bit and makes an assumption. Bear in mind that medicinal marijuana, when it's sold downtown or wherever, it uh, is subject to no sales tax. Zero sales tax. Because it's medicine. So, what, and, and that those that have a, I think we're going to see a vastly, a vast increase of those that want to be prescribed medicinal pot because there's no sales tax when you buy it. They say 40%. And that's the assumption he makes that there's going to be an increase of medical users because they're going to try to avoid the tax. That, that's. He talks about Chatham's move recently. I think this is a, an incredible opportunity for the capital city to send a message to the General Assembly and to the governor. And he wants uh, the, the city to uh, disapprove of it. In Chatham. It's not a ban, it's opting out. Well, it's the same difference. Not, so, it's not. You can still smoke it in Chatham. You can still smoke it in Chatham. Yeah. It's, it's a ban on sales. Law, you so, you know, that, that's exactly what it is. Uh, well, either way, you're still going to be able to smoke it and consume it in yeah. Chatham, even though they say no. 
uh, or no sales can happen. Uh, McMiniman continues. I think they're going to be quick to want to try what they just bought, and they'll be in the alleys, they'll be in different kinds of places. I think uh, the restaurant will appreciate be, that. Um, and some people will appreciate it. The music store might appreciate it. <laughs> but I think we've got to be really careful about our... So the restaurants and music stores are going to appreciate the tourists coming to town to buy pot and to possibly smoke it in the alley. You know, I... I don't think people are going to be sitting there with, you know, uh, tourniquets around their arms and needles. That's not what's going to happen. No. That's just not what's going to happen. Uh, Alderman Connolly really kind of took uh, McMiniman to task here. In order to get a prescription for medicinal marijuana, you must have a verifiable relationship with a physician, with a nurse practitioner. I mean, this is not something that people are going to be passing out at street corners. This is... This is um, a very important doctor-patient relationship, and I think to disparage that as something that people are going to be exploiting to avoid taxes. I didn't taxes. say that. I didn't okay, say well, that. Joe, I know you're going to micromanage my words. It's late. I'm going to. I'm going to say things. You're mischaracterizing it, though. Okay. Well, what I, what, I, what you said was is that people will be trying to get more medicinal marijuana to avoid taxes, and what I'm definitely. saying is if they, if God bless them, if they've got intractable pain or any of the reasonable new conditions that have been added to our list of qualified conditions, God bless them. They probably need it. I don't think that's going to be, I don't think that people are going to be trying to make those claims to get out of paying taxes. I think we will have a, a healthy industry. And, and uh, it'll be successful and generate sales taxes. Uh, Alderman Redpath says uh, he's looking at another proposal to tack onto this, not mm -hmm. just the 3% sales tax but also a different type of fee. Uh, the first proposal was an application fee, of, I'm not going to tell you the amount yet, but uh, to uh, individual um, companies, and that money I, I'm going to direct to the homeless, uh, homeless Veterans Fund, and then the, the regular, the regular uh, annual fee is going to go back to the general fund. That was Alderman, uh, Hanauer and Alderman Turner's recommendation. We put that back in the general revenue fund. So that's coming. All uh, Corporation Council is drafting that. So we'll hear more about that in the future. Alderman um, Hanauer also talked about uh, updates to gambling as a separate ordinance altogether. They're going to allow for an extra machine, but they're also going to increase the fee that gambling machine operators are going to have to pay. I think it's like $1,000 now. It's from mm. 500 So they're looking to get more money that way as well. Uh, so that's your four... Our 57-minute-long council meeting in just about, what, 40 minutes Not bad. here? Not bad. There you go. It's council roundup. It's a real